0: hello and welcome to episode 13 and this one i want to talk about the roller coaster of emotions that happen in these abusive relationships welcome to the mind fuckery podcast i'm your host elizabeth author of finding lily and the a to z of emotional abuse i'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care yourself each week i will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and i will help you understand and process what's happening i will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level becoming the best version of yourself emotional abuse is unique and it's not like the ending of any other relationship I described it for well for so long like a veruca this virus and it penetrates on so many different levels so unless you treat the virus this verruca and get every part of it out it lays waiting dormant to be triggered and this is exactly the same with the wounds um, from emotional abuse emotionally healthy people want to move on They will want to do everything in their power to make sure that the other person gets the closure that they need to understand, accept, and heal. When relationships break down, there's always, unless you naturally grew to this point together as a couple, one person is going to get hurt. One person might not be at the same place another person is. An emotionally healthy person is going to want to help their partner or their soon-to-be ex-partner get to the same place they will want to do that unfortunately emotionally abusive people don't want that if you've experienced emotional abuse then this will not be what you've you're experiencing now you are trapped in a trauma bond that you need to untangle from And I've described this a few times like a bindweed, grabbing hold of you and strangling the life out of you. And it's the trauma bond that keeps you trapped for so long. Because these people are unhealthy emotionally, they don't want you to have closure. What they do want you to be is hanging around in the background, ready to leap into action, to respond to a message or a phone call ready to provide them with attention because this is all they've got in their life they've got it's like they're sitting over a chessboard i've got this amazing image that i use in some of my youtube videos and it's the cloaked dark cloaked character staring over the top of a a chessboard and this is what the the people in their lives are some are worth more than others children in my understanding of the value of children is they are all the value of a pawn they are not worth very much and even as adults i think they've mentally put them into a drawer or a carton or or something that says these aren't very valuable they don't give me the attention that other people can They don't provide with that that level of attention, that level of supply. And in some of my other podcasts, I have described this as like them being the electric car and they, they stay at home. So if you were the main source of supply, you were that supply unit at home and they got home and they plugged into you and they drained everything out of you overnight. So their cars charged up, ready to go off in the morning. And then they've got throughout their day planned These people that they're talking to, meeting up with um, for whatever, whether it's work related, whether it's um, sexual, whether it's uh, other forms of supply. But everyone has a value and you will have danced around a circle with them. And this circle is the cycle of abuse. It runs idealisation, devaluation and discard. But the discard is multiple discards. There will be multiples of this uh, discard until the very last one when you are discarded or you discard them. And if you discard them, there's other elements involved. There's a form of punishment because you're not really supposed to do that. That wasn't part of the the, the deal that they had that I haven't told you. That wasn't part of the rules that, that they play by in this game of life that they've created so idealization is your love bombing this is where you get the gifts or you might be taken out or it might be a takeaway they tell you that your are soulmates, they future fake with you they f- they send you text messages in the morning so you believe that you're the first person um, on their mind when they wake up and they do the same thing at night you might have long conversations on the phone they're giving you lots of attention they're getting to understand who you are what your expectations are what you're looking for in a relationship in a person this is all noted and then what they will do is that they will start to put in these little put-downs this devaluation de- stage where they might compare you to others so you might remember them talking about their crazy exes and all of a sudden This crazy ex turns into someone that they're triangulating you with. Their words aren't matching their actions and they're slowly eroding your personality. They destroy your confidence. They obliterate your self-esteem and they smash any boundary that you have. And what they'll do is if you're not quite hooked into that relationship that and you pick up on something, you think that's a really odd thing to say or that doesn't, that's really odd because you, you were praising me for that a while ago. That What they're doing is if you pick up on that, uh, they'll know that you haven't, they haven't quite hooked you up so they'll swing you back round um to that idealization stage oh i was only joking it was only a joke it was only kidding you're too sensitive you're just being sensitive it was you know i didn't mean it and this is what they do and then they take you back around to that devaluation stage and then they'll go into discard and as i said this can be multiple discards where they withdraw or they disappear it might be that they go silent or secretive this is the mind fuckery that happens. So, the, and then they'll swing you back around. And they'll reappear looking for attention. And this is all about hooking you into this relationship. It's bonding you through trauma. The damage cause puts you in a state of confusion because you have no idea this is abuse. To you, that what they're, they're convincing you that their behavior is good and everybody else is. Uh, around you you can't trust what they're doing is they're manipulating and moving other people out of your life so that they can take power and control this is what it's all about these relationships are about power and control and you might be left confused and you don't know how to react you might have found yourself in the relationship walking on eggshells trying to understand what you did wrong what you did wrong To the outside world, they're telling everyone how amazing you are. But behind closed doors, those messages are very mixed. You've got subtle put downs and conflicting uh, words with actions. And you might be there on parade, on show uh, to the outside world, knowing that this is uh, that other people are seeing a different person to the person behind the mask, the person that you get home who changes the moment you walk in the door and over time there's nothing left of you so when they go in to um they turn up at home in the evening to plug their electric vehicle into you that it, your charge point is broken you've got nothing left to give them and your emotions swing like a pendulum backwards and forwards so one minute you know it's abuse and then the next minute you're believing this is all your fault because you were told it was and you were reprogrammed it's like they're changing the combination i also describe it like when you go on holiday and you go into a hotel room and they've got a safe and you open the safe door because they're never shut you open the safe door and on the back's a list of instructions on how to overwrite the combination of that code that makes it unique to you and they're doing exactly the same you're the safe they're overwriting they're changing the combination and it will only work for them and if you come out of this relationship you might be at the stage and in fact this is going on quite a lot at the moment I'm noticing where people are questioning oh my god was it as bad was it as bad as I thought it was or am I better off in the relationship than I am out of it and it's uh, there's also a set of questions that go with it which are if only a maybe so when you're going through this and believing this is all your fault you go through this set of questions if only i'd said if only i hadn't said maybe if i'd done this maybe if i hadn't done this i would be in a different place i would not be in this place of abandonment there are three core wounds abandonment shame, betrayal. Emotions might be what you're experiencing at the moment. Perhaps you're still trying to change your behaviour and these moments you would be prepared to do anything, because I remember going through this. I remember going through this stage and thinking, what could I put up with? How much infidelity could I put up with? How much of the messaging and disappearing and um, some of this really odd behaviour? what could I put up with now and what could I change this boundary that I had that said this is wrong and change it and accept this person back into my life uh, with no boundaries or let him get away with everything it was just such a weird place to be in I mean so how mad is that it actually feels safer in the relationship than it does out of it. And that might be where you are at the moment. They might have blame shifted and this is what they do. They, they use this tactic to disguise their behavior and it takes the focus off them and it shifts it onto you. So it sounds like, well, if you hadn't have done this action, then I wouldn't have gone out and done this. If you hadn't have gone out with your friends, On saturday night i wouldn't have sat on my laptop messaging women because i would have had your attention you would have been home and i couldn't have done it so it's your fault because you went out if you hadn't have gone out i wouldn't have done that and this is what they're doing they're shifting the blame onto another person it also they also minimize some of this as well Uh, this went on actually right the way through my relationship where it was minimized so he would do something and get caught and be told it wasn't appropriate behavior. And he would then find somebody else that was, I remember going to a Christmas party and um, him saying to me, did you not see this person? And his wife was sat right next to him and he was, you know, behaving, um, outrageously flirting. And I I remember thinking, I don't even remember, you know, this guy was sat more or less in front of me or off to the side. And I spent a lot of time chatting to his wife. it's just bizarre. I never saw this guy do that, but it's minimizing. It's, I see Look, other people are doing it. It's what they're saying is, your expectations are too high. This is you. This is shifting the blame on you. And um, so it was more or less saying, look, it's okay. This other person does it. Um, so it's okay for me to go off and do this stuff uh, behind your back. That's what they do. This is how they do it. They shift the blame on somebody else or the focus onto somebody else. When your intuition is telling you that something is wrong and you might have tried to discuss it with them, the conversation is transferred into your behavior and it minimizes your feelings they play the victim they aren't to blame for their actions and this serves in another way it serves in the way that they get supply because they're creating jealousy within you you're bringing up this behavior you're that you're proving to them how much power and control they have over you and this feeds them with supply And you might have also experienced circular conversations that leave you confused and wondering, oh my God, what the hell is going on? They might have guilt tripped you or they might have rolled out all their pity stories. they told you about their crazy exes. They don't sound so crazy now, do they? You can now begin to understand what they went through. Who is the real victim? They played that role. They told you about these awful relationships that they've been in in the past what they're doing is actually telling you that you are amazing you're the only person that's ever understood them ever ever nobody understood, understands them in the way that you do until they move on to the next person so these crazy exes have a role to play as well because not only do they help create the victim character for the abuser but they also, are able, they're a learning tool for you, it's so a teaching aid for you. They're telling you how amazing you are, and then they're telling you about this other relationship, and in a subconscious way, you're making notes. You better not do that, you better not say that, and not better not behave in that way because Carol, Emma, Emily joanne whatever their names are there's probably a whole list of them this is what happened to them this is how they treated. it so i better look after them for me to stay in this relationship i better not behave in the same way so this is a teaching aid. now you're out of it you might see that actually this person wasn't crazy. this wasn't crazy after all it's the abuser that turned them crazy so your mind was tricked And you might still be trying to understand where you went wrong, you're replaying situations, you're going over conversations. If only you'd done something differently, said something else, would it have ended? You might be thinking it wasn't that bad. And now conflicted with emotions that are crashing around your body, like a gangly teenager who can't control their limbs. Your mind was tricked to believe the abuse was love. I try not to use labels like the narcissist, sociopath, or psychopath, but you might find it helps with your healing. Just initially, these personality types can't take responsibility for the untold damage that they cause. In fact, they walk away, as I said, playing victim. Because they can't take responsibility, they're not going to get a diagnosis for a personality disorder. And this can only be given by a mental health professional. So there's not, they don't see anything with their, wrong with their behavior. They just move on. They are not gonna seek help. The only ones that might seek, seek help are the vulnerable narcissists uh, because they do have a slight understanding of their behavior and they sort of want to do something about it, but there's no follow through. And when they get distracted, they just move back into who they were. So perhaps you are still trying to understand what's happened and wondering why you're feeling like this maybe you're discovering this new information and you know and asking yourself if you even if you were a narcissist because that's really really common you need to work out what works for you And this is all about the focus and taking responsibility for your healing. Loneliness is really common when you come out of these relationships because they move on. Even if you discard them, even if you leave the relationship, they move on very, very quickly and you look up and you think where's everybody gone and then you realize that they helped you push these people out they told you you couldn't trust people they told you not to believe the information that somebody's giving you and the longer it goes on in this relationship the more you become the invisible trains that are trapping you but there is a way of turning this grit into gold and you might have to go back and do some healing work. And this is what I call the original wound. And as said, much like the Veruca, which is the virus that penetrates every single layer of your skin, you haven't removed that root it lays dormant and it waits to be triggered again and this is the same with the original wound if you don't fully heal the wound it will appear again and you will keep meeting people that treat you in the same way emotional abuse causes so much damage so what i want to talk about this section is well two things staying out of that place of believing that you're that maybe you are better off in that relationship and you can do that really simply by grounding and staying in your body that's the most important thing staying in your body and out of your mind whilst you are experiencing cognitive dissonance where you're holding two different thought patterns you need to allow this to calm down and while, by being in your body you can actually do this by grounding it helps you see this is abuse and not flipping back because your mind's been trained all those nice things they did for you overrides the abuse but they can't be that bad because they took me out for meals they took me on holiday they paid for you know nice gifts or meals out or something whatever they did and so you're overriding the abuse they can't be that bad look how they treated me really well they didn't what they did was they masked the abuse by treating you know taking you out so it's about seeing these patterns in your body you can see the patterns long-term contact with a toxic or emotionally abusive person causes so much damage to your brain and the abuse causes damage to the hippocampus and that is a structure in your brain in the shape of a seahorse and this is where the area that we use for learning and memory how many people come out of these relationships and they can't think your mind knows it's under attack it knows this abuse is going on and it closes down how this is just amazes at me it might it's mind-blowing it knows the abuse because you've got a different brain you've got your gut your gut is your second brain in fact a lot of people say it's your first brain Uh, and it's overridden by the one in your head that tells you to keep going And it might be that if you've experienced any form of emotional abuse or trauma in your childhood, it might be that you had someone in your life that was uh, emotionally unavailable, where you've been taught to keep going with that relationship. You think something happens, I might get the attention now. They might tell me they love me now. They might treat me in the same way that they treat another sibling now. This can go on for decades. And you've been taught by those relationships at a younger age to hang in to hang into this relationship that you're in into this marriage or this long-term even short-term relationships hang on in there because you just might get the attention the love you know this abuse might not last forever and that is what's happening i want you to consider that part of you fell in love with yourself remember In that idealization stage in that love bombing they're learning that information about you they're understanding what you're looking for in a relationship but whilst they're doing it they also have, have spotted in you something that's missing in them these are empty shells of people what they do is they extract everything and this is why you feel like an empty shell coming out of this relationship they've extracted everything from you so They've taken all your good qualities and then they mirror them back, so you actually fall in love with yourself. I want you to really think about that. It is an amazing thought. All those um, those qualities that they're missing that empathy, the caring, your inner beauty, and your deep forgiving soul. That's what they were mirroring back, and that's who you fell in love with. So you fell in love with yourself. These people are very insecure, and they're constantly looking for validation. You are an amazing person, and you might be really, really hurting, you might be in a lot of pain, but now is the time to take the responsibility for your own healing, to look at your wounds, to keep in your body, keep grounded, breathing, and this is the most important ingredient is having honest conversations with yourself. Another way, way of doing this is writing out your story so you can see the abuse. But what will happen is when you really, really want to reach out, when that trauma and those hormone hits are really, really painful, because people do describe this as being more painful than recovering from heroin addiction, um, when you, at that crazy point where you want to reach for your phone or you want to talk to them or you want to reach out for them you want their company you want them in your bed you want a hug you just want to hear their voice whatever it is start having these really honest conversations with yourself it is so powerful this is where your healing starts this is really truthfully is because you can talk to the wounds that you've got and they will answer you if you listen really intently you will feel the age of the wound and you can ask it what it really wants it might want an ice cream it might want a hug it might want to go and sit and watch a movie or a film or binge watch a series it might just need um, some attention It might need a walk out in nature, but listen to what it's asking for. It might just be feeling lonely and you you can pick the phone up to somebody else. You can reach out to a community of people. They've walked away blaming you because they can't take responsibility. They will continue using this pattern. They move from relationship to relationship. Somewhere out there is someone else going through something very similar because They do learn. They learn how to manipulate better. They learn from you how to hide their bad behaviour. So that amazing life that you think they're living without you, where somebody else has stepped into your shoes and is living your fake future, the one that you created with them, it's really them just playing another game. That other person, man or woman, is walking on eggshells. They are faking it. They are smiling for that camera in the same way that you did. You very possibly knew your relationship was toxic or not healthy, but you weren't able to do anything about it. However, you can now. This is your journey, your life. Only do what you feel is right for you, what feels right for you at this time, and start to listen to your body, understand what it needs, and ask those cravings ask the children inside you because this usually is an inner child wounding or many i'm i i healed lots of three five and eight year olds the one thing they can't take from you is the ability to heal and they can't take from you an amazing life that you can create. And I don't care what age you are because I hear a lot of people say, I'm in my 60s, I'm fast approaching 70. You can still create something amazing now. You really can. Have these honest conversations. They, I promise you, are key to your healing. And remember to stay grounded and stay in your body. I hope this has been helpful. I'm gonna put a link to my course, it stops here, it stops now. That teaches you those techniques of how to have those conversations. And there's tons more stuff in there. Tons, there are other techniques in there. So there's something that fits everybody. And it might be not everything suits you at the moment, but you pick up what does and at a later date, there'll be techniques that will work for you when you're further down the line. I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.